Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. With my garbage truck. <laughs> <laughs> the garbage compactor of podcasting uh, studio that Jen's got, got over there. But no, we don't hear it at all. It's oh, great. Good. It's yeah, good. I mean, if you want to make some some beeps so that we can hear what you're hearing, <laughs> and we can imagine beep, it's a droid. Beep. They're happy beeps because I'm happy to be here. Hey. Hey, all right. 
Eat puns. We like that. We like that. Hey, we're here to discuss Star Wars news, breaking news from a long time ago. And yeah, it's uh, sometimes we're, we're in this uh, period of time where all the focus is on the show, Kenobi, which, as it should be. So uh, news is light, but we got some fun speculative stories uh, coming our way today. Before we get to all that, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Does anyone still have an MP3 player? I want to know. A Zoom? A Zoom? Is that what? <laughs> that? I don't know. I don't know. A little bit later, Reverend Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. And we'll catch up ourselves, Star Wars and Life Adventures, before we get to the news. Uh, Jennifer, I'm going to start with you, uh, only because, uh, you know, when we get to you before the trash truck comes back. <laughs> yes. I think their work is done. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. I don't want to start off on a negative note, but I will oh. share. I mm. will share that I did post a video last week about how much I'm loving uh, Riva from the Kenobi series. And I was a little surprised um, because normally what happens with a video when I share it is that you reach like your audience, which is normally very you know supportive or at least mm. very thoughtful. And then if it, if it goes quote unquote viral or it reaches a wider audience, you might get some people that are there just to cause trouble and cause mm. chaos, right? Yeah. So I posted it and pretty quickly I started getting these really – negative comments, which I'm used to that, but I, I could tell already I went, oh, I know where this mm. is going. This looks very familiar. You know, the mm. usual things, Mary Sue and, you know, her acting was mediocre. And I'm like, what? Well, are we are we talking about the same actor? You know, <laughs> Yale School of Drama uh, grad, mm -hmm. please. Um, so that was a, a little surprising. And it was just a little taste and a reminder of what actress Moses Ingram uh, must have been experiencing and why she has uh, disabled her ability to tag her on Instagram and things like that. And it just, it made me sad, but mm. there were a lot of people who were sharing how much they love the character. And quite frankly, TikTok was very supportive. Yay. So happy to find another Reva fan. And, and mm. that was really heartwarming to see. Um, and a reminder to me that we also have to share our things that we love, right? Which is what we do here. We celebrate the things that we love because oftentimes the people on YouTube and things like that are sharing the things that they don't like. And then that's kind of what gets amplified. But we love these characters. We love these stories. And so, you know, I think it's important to shout it to the rooftops, which I'm going to continue to do. But it was, it was just surprising to see that. Yeah, no, I saw your I saw your initial video, and then I saw your your follow up video. Uh, was your follow up video in a car, or is that just my imagination? It was at the car, in the car at the mall. I, yes. I I'd had it, I'd had it. It was <laughs> so great because it really was that picture that I think so many people understand because so many people are on social media, you know, posting videos, things like that. Like I do my my polish video, I get it out there, and then something happens. Like I was I was in the middle of eating, but I have to address this. Right. Uh, I thought I thought both videos were really really great, and I think that it. Uh, I, I have hopes because there is a different energy. Um, on this round of someone being attacked in this way, the, the way that Moses Ingram is, that, you know, your video had that same spirit that I'm seeing lots of places of like, no more, none of this, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and and I think there is a spirit of there are more of us <laughs> uh, that the, the trolls come out and it, it is up to the people who are enjoying the performance, enjoying the character, won't stand for the 
part of it that's just blatant racism uh, mm-hmm. and, and pushing back. And I think that your both of your videos were great. And your second one in particular had that spirit of enough is enough. Right. Right. And I do feel like that is definitely happening. And we, we saw it with the official Star Wars account on Twitter, just kind of clapping back and just like, we're not we're not going to stand for this anymore. And I think that that makes a difference. And obviously, Ewan McGregor in his car sharing his <laughs> message. Um, yeah, I think that this, uh, that's important to take a stand because, you know, the, these some of these people, they really just want to s- stir up trouble is what what it is. So, yeah. There are, I mean, I have no problem with people disagreeing with me, uh, arguing with me, as long as if you're going to, if you're going to come with your point, bring some evidence, share some, some, something thoughtful, as opposed to just kind of that, that copy and pasted Mary Sue argument, which I mean, can a, can a villain even be a Mary Sue? That was, I was kind of wondering about that, but yeah. 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 No, I saw, and I saw that comment and I had to resist, um, the, we all have to resist that urge to, to let that shadow of, of anger pass because you want to go in and like <laughs> right. start commenting back to folks and, and, and what does that really solve? I don't, I don't have the answers at all for this uh, other than it's always disappointing, but there, I think you're right, Joseph, there's a different energy, uh, just the energy even from uh, DJ and the team over the Star Wars social media team, just, uh, just being more active, being more present mm-hmm. um, is something. And I, I can't take on, those that would go in those comments um, uh, and come from pure hate. Um, but I, I can, I don't know. I, I just, uh, there's, I'm trying to have more and more conversations around the, 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 the people who um, I, I had this conversation with Ace Cabrera off offline this week too, where he put out a nice tweet of just like, all right, maybe you might, might have some points about Riva you want to make look around you is now the time to make them. Mm. Mm. And, and that, that, yeah, that's so many. And you and I just have discussed offline, even comedy, and 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 there's no just no such thing as just jokes, or at least ask the why of it. The why is is the big thing around here for us in Star Wars and in life. And yeah, that I I, I think that's kind of what's I look at right now. Can I reach those people who are who don't realize they're part of the hate machine? They're just saying their opinion is that and 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 what you think of Reva? Maybe you have a, a valid thought in your mind. Uh, I love the character, blah, blah, blah. But like, look around you. Just look around you. It's not needed right now. Mm. It's not, maybe ever, but not right now. And and that's That's where I'm at too on some of that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's kind of a legitimate discussion of what, you know, we can't know without, you know, various studies and information Mm -hmm. from, you know, uh, all, all sorts of sources of exactly where is this coming from. But in my opinion, from evidence of previous things, there's some Star Wars fans who are still wanting things to kind of just be the way they were, stay the way they were. They're, they're Star Wars fans, but they are lashing out at, you know, uh, inclusion and diversity. I think there are some Star Wars fans for that. I think there are a huge chunk of people who are just aware that this is a uh, an issue to, mm-hmm. to spread hate and don't care about Star Wars at all, right? Those right, are the people right, who are right. just, like, probably looking for your vi- video, Jennifer, right? Like, right. they're not Star Wars fans who want to hear a Star Wars opinion. They're people who are looking to make this an issue, you know? So I think there are those, those camps of people uh, who are, you know, they're coming from a a negative place. And then there are people who maybe, yeah, the Riva character doesn't work for them for whatever reason. And it's totally, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. But I so agree with Ace's perspective of look around. And even if that's your true opinion, uh, I kind of jokingly said, anybody can think any anything people can think ewan mcgregor is a bad actor which is mind-boggling to me but (laughs) that's a legitimate opinion because it's all subjective but it's so important to look around and go like who might i accidentally be helping by Mm -hmm. needing to share this negative opinion at this moment Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, that, that, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, like I said, well, Jennifer, didn't want to start off on a negative yeah, note. Yeah. I know you didn't. Light. You started. You started by by celeb- You made a video celebrating this character, and that's how you started this discussion. And you just started it with the idea of let's make time to celebrate the things that we love. Yes, that's positive. Yes, yeah. Yeah. like we do here. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. What else did you get to do, Jen? Did you get to do something fun in Star Wars too? Uh, no, but you know what's interesting is that I showed my uh, my six year old the video I caught of uh, Chop Chopper uh, mm. rolling around on the celebration uh, convention floor <laughs> <laughs> with their uh, droid builder, kind of off in the distance, powering it. And my daughter was mesmerized because you know mm. she loves Chopper and seeing Chopper come to life. And then I showed her, I was like, look, there's the person who's controlling Chopper. And she went, what? Oh, you can build? I'm like, yeah, they built it. What? Yeah. So that's kind of good. We're going to look into like a robotics camp or something for her this summer because I think uh, that she loves mm. to make things and really seeing it in such a tangible way. And the person who was operating Chopper was younger, or at least they look younger. And it just became so much more real to her, that possibility. And I mm. that made me so excited. I was like, yes, this is what Star Wars is about. <laughs> Getting yeah. kids into robotics. <laughs> Star Wars inspires in many ways, indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. Yeah, we've had some great conversations at Celebration about the different ways that uh, people have into Star Wars and what keeps them passionate. And that some people, it is, it's the behind the scenes. It's how do they do all these things? So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I also like the idea that that your daughter heard that somebody was controlling Chopper and she was just like, that's impossible. Chopper cannot be controlled. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, awesome. it was, it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. Yeah. That was my adventure. There you go. Joseph adventures for you. Yeah, I had some good ones. Um, uh, my wife, Sarah, has been uh, catching up on some of the Star Wars books that she wants to read. We both struggle to find a reading time, but she's been uh, slowly reading away at the Star Wars book Resistance Reborn, uh, mm. the one that's set between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker about uh, Finn and Poe and Rey and Leia and Rose and all sorts of other characters from uh, video games and comics yeah. working together uh, to rebuild the Resistance after The Last Jedi. So she'd been kind of slowly poking away at it and we had a little bit of afternoon time yesterday and we were both like, well, we could watch something. And I was like, or we could just read. And Sarah read like half that book in one sitting because wow. <laughs> she was so excited. And it was just a really fun talk about celebrating. You know, it's been a while since we read that one since uh, we reviewed it, but I have these specific beats and moments that I just love. So I kept being like, Hey, have you got, uh, I don't want to spoil it yet, but <laughs> I think when you're about halfway through the book, we can talk about this. Mm-hmm. And then I had told her like, there's one thing that I absolutely love and I can't talk about it until you're done with the book. So I don't want to spoil it. It has to do with clothing. Um, and that was, that was just a great fun, just celebrating star Wars and seeing my wife, you know, who's really busy, but a big fan making time for it and then get to, you know, discuss it from the little details to the big ideas in that book. It's mm. great. That's great. Yeah. Underrated one too. In the, in, in the pantheon of star Wars books. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in a weird one, <laughs> yeah. uh, because it is so just, it's, it's a big deal. It's set between those films. And, and that was what Sarah was like. Yeah. I mean, I, I read books that are like, she loves all the Leia ones like mm. uh, that are with major characters, but she's like, I, I don't remember if I've read one. That's like right in between the movies. Like this is yeah. when everything's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then uh, my other my other Star Wars adventure is I did rewatch uh, the Clone Wars episode Lightsaber Lost. 
uh, <laughs> for everybody who's caught up on uh, Kenobi, the shocking appearance of Tara Sanube, mm, or yes. possibly, as, as people are pointing out now online, possibly <laughs> just simply another of Tara Sanube's species. Mm, <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, but uh, I, but I, I fear it is indeed uh, Tara Sanube. <laughs> anyway, if anybody is not caught up, uh, not caught up, if anybody's never watched his episode, it is a really great episode. And for me, it's just one of those great moments where I was talking to another friend who is like watches the movies and is really enjoying Kenobi. And I got to ask him, I was like, how did you feel about the Obi-Wan tomb scene? And, and they told me like uh, how it worked on them an emotional level. And uh, I was like, yeah, that guy was Tara Sanube. And they're like, okay, you lost me. I, I, <laughs> what's, a, what's a Tara Sanube, right? They, they, were not in, they weren't in that level uh, of uh, engagement. I uh, hadn't watched The Clone Wars. So everything in that moment in the tomb, what was going on with Obi-Wan, all worked emotionally. But then if you are all in, you want to go watch Lightsaber Lost uh, from mm-hmm. season two of The Clone Wars. That episode is all about mentoring and teaching. You know, at the end of that episode, Tara's like, hey, why don't you go tell the younglings what you learned, Ahsoka? Which is makes his inclusion in Obi-Wan Kenobi so powerful because this show is about not letting, you know, younglings down. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, that was a sad moment. It was indeed. So anyway, th- that's it for my Star Wars adventures. How about you, Ken? Uh, yeah, well, I saw some of the tweets going, hope is alive. Hope is alive. It might just be the species <laughs> not there, Sube, but uh, we always want to choose hope here. But uh, I don't know. The storm clouds look pretty dark over that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, pretty simple. I was on uh, the show Force 5 with Ken Plume, who is uh, a friend of you, Joseph, and now a friend of mine. Yeah. The, the Kens have come together now, and uh, it's wow. a lot of fun. Um, uh a great show about collecting Star Wars figures. You get to show them. It's like, uh, you know, we did the, the Force Center show and tell for a while. It's like a super sized version of that. And I loved it. It was a lot of fun. And Ken was, uh, it was just, we had a great conversation on and off air. Um, but in getting prepped for that episode, I had to go into the storage shed. I, I needed to pull out some figures um, so I could show Ken on camera. And, you know, you and I, Joseph, always talk about our, our lack of storage, our figures being uh, put away or, you know, not having enough room for it. And I hadn't faced that storage shed for about a year. <laughs> I haven't gone in for about a year. So I, go, I had to do some cleanup. There were some bugs in there. I had to uh, uh, move to another location uh, so they could live a happy life somewhere else. And uh, I, I pulled out the old uh, the old totes and uh, started digging through. And I've, 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 I'm at this point where I'm like, ah, maybe I should sell or just donate or get rid of some of this stuff, right? And I got to tell you, I didn't have an emotional reaction to a lot of the Funko Pops. Uh, to be honest, sorry, Funko, my stock in Funko is going up, but my heart is going down on my uh, connection to them. Um, but man, I pulled out a lot of the figures and just sat there in the sword shed, just going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. And these are figures that not, these aren't like figures 40 years ago. These are figures like three years ago, uh, five years ago. I have uh, right with me now. I, I pulled up. Pulled it back out, but the one that uh, Joseph, I think you and I, I don't, Jennifer, I can't remember if you got it too, but our our, our friend of the show and listener, Shaler, helped us obtain the Ray and Luke Jedi training mm. uh, Black Series exclusives oh, yeah. at San Diego Comic Con, and I unfortunately had a could no longer display it upon my recent move, uh, like last couple of years, but I pulled it back out. I'm like, I'm going to find a way to display this again, and it was just fun that we are so as we approach, dear God, the 10 year anniversary of the Disney sale. 
Uh, that's enough amount of time that uh, I've already got wonderful, warm memories attached to things that are still kind of brand new uh, in my brain, but in my heart, they're uh, from a different era. So that was a lot of fun. Being on that show was great, but uh, going into the shed and uh, having memories from uh, the heady days of 2017 was was a lot of fun as well. Yeah, five years ago. Uh, yeah, I, and this is what I so love about action figures is they do just contain all sorts of different meaning there obviously the characters the films the stories are from but then our own adventures of when did we get them who got them for us when did we display them when did we rediscover mm-hmm. them and it's so cool to hear you just experiencing some of those different levels of meaning uh and some of them resonate and others like <laughs> the poor <Yeah>. funkos <laughs> not resonating that resonate. some of them do so i might pull some individual ones out but we'll see but we'll see look for a garage sale near you Yes, but I told the full story on the show there, but I, I pulled out my three and three quarter uh, Moff Ger- Gerard from the Sega Saga collection mm. mid 2000s because I have two of them because I was so excited. I accidentally bought the figure twice, not remembering <laughs> I had bought it before because <laughs> uh, I bought it a, a bit of period of time between them. And that was uh, the fun experience of going back out to my uh, storage shed uh, or, or back in the day it was a, a different kind of location, but then uh, going, oh, wait, <laughs> I already bought it. Oopsie, but I'm so excited. So a lot of fun stuff there. Check it out. Force 5 with our friend Ken Plume on his YouTube channel. And that was my Star Wars adventure. I really like imagining Jared Gerard instead of saying we need more men saying you need more me. (laughs) You need more me. (laughs) You need more me. Hey, you know what we need? We need more news and we need more quotes spinning off into several stories one quote to uh, rule all the stories and it's a, a taiko itt tale uh while speaking with screen rant performing uh promoting uh light light year i think he's in yeah i think that's mm-hmm. what it was mm. and uh he of course uh taiko itt was asked about his star wars movie so this is the the one quote and it's a good quote we're going to talk about it here. Why TD had this to say when asked about it. That's yet to be seen. I don't know. I'm still writing. I'm still coming up with the ideas and storytelling it and just wanted to make sure that it feels like a Star Wars film because I could say, oh, yeah, we'll just write any old thing and set it in space and put Star Wars on the front. But it wouldn't be a Star Wars film without certain elements and a certain treatment. So I've just got to make sure that it stays within that wheel wheelhouse. So let's dive into that quote there. But first of all, I, He's still writing, and I, I I don't want to be one of those news sleuths, right? But I can't – that stood out to me. He's still writing. Uh, so what do we think now about the suggested December 2023 release date of this film? And we will be talking about the uh, movie news possibly coming in the second half of our show here. But, uh, uh, Joseph, uh, am I off base here that that's a little uh, – he's still typing on the old typewriter? You know, I I don't think that takes a modern day 21st century Sherlock Holmes to want to do some news sleuthing on that. (laughs) I don't think uh, Holmes needs to explain this one to Watson. uh, Put Mm -hmm. it that way. I I am bracing for no film in in 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in particular, you know, he says, I'm still coming up with the ideas and storylining it. It's not I'm refining the draft. Right. (laughs) I'm still coming up with ideas and storylining it. To me, I mean, he, he's speaking on the red carpet on the fly promoting something else. So, yeah. you know, as always, give give it a big grain of salt. Maybe he's being cheeky and he's working on the fourth draft. Maybe. But <laughs> yeah. taking these words is utterly correct and, and valid from this wonderful creator's mouth. Uh, to me, in the writing process, what he's talking about is the very bleeping beginning. That is, I got some notes on my phone app 
Jedi? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm kind of being a little facetious. But it is a it, yeah. those words indicate the very beginning of the process, coming yeah. up with ideas and storylining it. So it sounds to me, at most, mm. he knows the general idea, and he is trying to find the plot to to show the characters, tell the themes, mm. if he has that much. But it's not like. Uh, it's not a couple months from filming is what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think, look, things can move faster nowadays, but there's still a certain amount of time needed, especially for movies. And, you know, Doug Chang and the, you know, concept team working on stuff, you know, they they probably already are this, 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 uh, I could be confident in saying, but yeah, Jen. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Does he have the notes app open? As Joseph is suggesting. <laughs> I love that. I could totally see him doing that. That's what makes it so funny. Um, you know, it is too tight of a time frame, right? And what's funny is as I was reading the, his uh, quote, I was just thinking about the behind the scenes of Andor. All those sets, all those costumes, all mm. the creatures, right? Mm-hmm. All those things have to be made. I mean, obviously they can pull aliens and stuff from other films and, and uh, shows, yeah. but that's a lot of planning, a lot of, of prepping. They they can't do it. And then if you have special effects, like it takes time. So I'm I'm bracing for impact. And the only other thing is that he's really just totally lying, not lying, playing coy, <laughs> right? And yeah. just but I, I don't I don't think so. I think I think he read the Vanity Fair article like us and he's like, Oh, I need to really make sure that this fits with, <laughs> yeah. with everything that's going on in Star Wars. That's a really funny picture of Taika Waititi just kicking back with a drink, reading that article and going, Whoa, I'm next. Oh jo- oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he would be one to be a little cheeky, but I just this seems like a pretty honest answer. It it's just yeah, it's starting to uh I mean, 2023 ain't that far away. No. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's crazy. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, yeah, this is January 2022. You could shoot a film. This, oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. We are in the summer uh, season here almost of uh, 2022. So, mm. Mm. Yeah, the, the other thing with this with me is I think there might be some discussion of, like, well, they can shoot faster if they shoot on the volume. Right. But I kind of think, you know, the volume is is creeping into use in, in films, very famously, the a big important scene in The Batman. Uh, mm. They couldn't go back to the location. They, you know, used a, the volume um, and more things. I, I don't remember what all the other films, but other films are using it. Uh, so I think that the volume for a, a the return to the big screen of Star Wars would be used in some scenes. Mm-hmm. But I don't I would think that they want to differentiate the big screen work and not do the whole film on the volume. That's yes. my instinct. But what do you guys think? Jen? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think location, location, right? Um, especially now that things are are opening back up, the world is opening back up. I can see them wanting to go to, you know, shoot somewhere in Europe, um, or on an island, or whatever. Wherever I don't, we don't know a story, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that makes the most sense. But that's mm-hmm. interesting. Could you tell in the bat? I haven't seen the Batman movie. Could you tell what scene it was with the volume at all? Or was it pretty I, seamless? I already knew. So I, it, it made me, I think I could tell because I knew, mm. I think if I didn't know, I wouldn't have thought about it at all. I would have been too engaged in the story. But like oh, when the right. scene started, I was like, this is the volume scene, it, but it wow. wasn't, you know, I didn't think it was like, right. um, it's like suddenly noticeable. Like, I don't think I would have noticed it if I hadn't known. Was ah. Batman on Navarro? How did that work out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Greek Cargo is... 
Grief Cargo's like, they all hate you, the Batman. <laughs> Crossover we've been waiting for. Uh, I would pay good money to hear that <laughs> Batman movie. Yeah. Ken, what do you think? I know you you've mm. gone up and down with the volume. Yeah. Do you think that is do you think that is a pri might be a priority for Lucasfilm to say when we return Star Wars to the big screen, we'll maybe use the volume for some pinch hitting but mm-hmm. we want to have real sets real locations for the return to the big screen yeah and i yeah i i think that not saying stopping short of saying it'd be a mandate or anything like that they love to push the technology but yeah i mean i just look at that trailer of of andor and i'm obsessed with it i'm obsessed with it because the way i feel it looks and again not, noticing something doesn't necessarily mean the effect is bad we've talked about that before here mm-hmm. too and i think you even in a way are kind of addressing that with the batman uh thing joseph of like hey it's there but also I, I got into the scene or whatever it might be. So I don't, I just think overall the look, and it's not even about some of the, the criticisms that have been uh, tossed at, at all the shows. Uh, you've seen it a little bit with Kenobi, Boba Fett, um, uh, Mando. And I was one of the ones tossing those grenades at Mando season one, uh, like you referenced. I, I just think uh, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. It feeling bigger and bolder. And, and until uh, the volume can replicate that, I just, I just think of JJ in the desert, and John Boyega going, why do we have to be here? It's the lighting. We've got to be here. It's got to look real. It's got to feel real. Right. Uh, that's not always the way uh, it, it can go. Budgets are still budgets. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, Star Wars movies got to got to have that feel. And I'm speaking vaguely, but I think we all know that feel that it yep. needs to have or we want it to have. Yeah, and if nothing else, it's just a look at we're we're going all out. Here's, here's the three countries we've filmed in. Yeah, mm. even yeah. just from a – yeah publicity standpoint and, and this is a short window for publicity too uh, if if the film was they're trying to hit december 2023 and after one of the potential problems of solo was not enough marketing lead time i would mm. imagine that's a consideration as well yeah oh, yeah absolutely absolutely i like said we'll talk a little bit uh, more in the second half of the show about uh any kind of updates coming up but yeah that, that one just more than anything that stood out um of of this little um little piece here because i think the the highlight a lot of people will talk talking about taika once again acknowledging his style versus the star wars style and, and i want to talk about that uh it's old news uh taika style mixing with the star wars wheelhouse is, is old news at this point but it's a question that never goes away so i like kind of a temperature check uh, on uh, uh, Taika and Star Wars, he's already has he has one great sample, Mando uh, chapter eight, which is a wonderful, wonderful uh, chapter of that story. I love it. Um, but I don't. It's not. I don't go to the humor parts of it first. I go to the heart, and he's able to do that so, so well. Uh, so where are we at with this quandary in 2022? And Jennifer, for you, uh, you, you're kind of entering the chat now for this. <laughs> Jennifer has entered the chat. Uh, I want to get some of your thoughts on Tyka's style, the Star Wars style. Is it is the concern overblown? He's a smart creator. He gets the differences. He's not going to put a flight of the Concords uh, beat <laughs> into Star Wars unless he feels it w- would work. Oh. And I'm a huge flight of the Concords fan. Me so, too. Me too. Um, yeah. So what do you think, Jen? Oh, you know, I, I, this is where I come down because directing an episode in a series is very different than obviously, you know, doing this, a big Star Wars movie. I come back to that Vanity Fair article. They're really saying these things have to be cohesive. There has to be a specific tone. It has to feel like Star Wars. And immediately I then think of Lord and Miller, who I've been listening to them on all these other podcasts because they had mm-hmm. the um, Apple Plus series. What was it? The After Party that came out recently. Mm-hmm. And they've talked about what happened with them and Solo and Lucasfilm. 
and basically, you know, kind of similar in the sense that they have their own specific style. They have things that they wanted to try and wanted to do and kind of push the envelope. And it became very clear that that just, they, they could not do that within the Star Wars framework. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it can be very challenging for, for these visionaries, as the, they all are, mm-hmm. Taika Waititi and Lord Miller. Um, how do you push the envelope without getting rid of what we've talked about, right? Those, mm-hmm. the core, I think he can absolutely, you know, write things with heart and things like that, but there is kind of a certain recipe. Mm-hmm. So what type of story is he going to tell? I don't think that his humor would necessarily work with, you know, Jedi <laughs> Sith mm-hmm. per se. So then maybe they goes off with some scoundrels or with some droids or I, I don't know. I guess that was kind of what I was thinking about. What kind of story, ha- they haven't mentioned it, right? At all. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So I think that that's going to be very telling because I want him to push the envelope. And I, and I love so much of how he's, how he did that with um, Thor. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yeah, stuck. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, creativity and, and uh, that, that Kathleen Kennedy guardrails conversation uh, a couple weeks ago to me was not about creative obstacles in front of the, the creators. It was about the heart of star Wars and, and 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 being at that and and look you you want creators to 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 create to be themselves uh but there's also realities i always go to the example of uh if you're a late night talk show host are you a 12 30 host or 11 30 host there's a mm-hmm. difference yeah. and yes you're always going to want people to to try something new and push boundaries but a lot of times you find when that ha- when that happens it doesn't work and if you don't change or does adjust it can it can you know it can hurt the product that's mm-hmm. just the way it is and you know, yes, looking at you, Conan. So um, I was just going to say that, Conan. I love was, Conan. But yeah, yes. he, was stubborn, he was stubborn to a fault on that. If right. you read the book, he was stubborn to a fault on that. Uh, yeah. A lot of other things, a lot of other factors and, and dark side energy from someone in classic cards around here. But um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a deeper, it's a deeper story. But yeah, so as, as a, as a, someone who would like to think is creative, or at least used to be at one point in my life, uh, you know, it's, uh, you, you want to push boundaries, but you, things, yeah, you got to be careful. And I, I think he's every, every time he talks about it, I think he gets it. Yes. And, but, um, it, but, but, but that saying, I still wonder in my head though. I'm like, I think, oh, he totally gets it. I'm a big fan. Oh God. What are we going to get? <laughs> like, that's what I have every time. That's why I think I want to still talk about it. Joseph. Yeah, you- no, I, I, I really agree with a lot of what, uh, what Jennifer said. And, and, and also I really relate with your, uh, your perspective, Ken, of like, it's, it's a really fascinating style to mix with star Wars. I mean, yeah. I think the thing like that guardrails quote with Kathleen Kennedy, I think, it's pretty clear to me in her quote, my reading of her quote, that she is not talking about tone or mm. about a medium or about plot structure. She's talking about core ideals, about their, their guardrails around the thematic ideas. Yes. And I think that the tension for me with Solo might have come from, it's it wasn't a, hey, Lord Miller, what part of the galaxy do you want to go explore and what characters do you want to play with let's blue sky it and start mm-hmm. from ground zero is that they came in to uh handle you know the Kasdan script mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and and that with a legacy character you know mm-hmm. and to me that that question is do, will it go better to bring in uh artists and try to give them as much elbow room as possible to have their vision if you're allowing if, if you're going to different parts of it rather than you know, I, I I would imagine, I don't know, I wasn't on set, but like Lawrence Kasdan is one of the people who made Han Solo who he is. Right. It, 
there was a vision in that script and there's a tension there too where in in film it is culturally agreed upon that we discuss the director as the uh final creative voice maybe i have some baggage on that because i'm a writer but hey i kind (laughs) of think the writers particularly one of them being lawrence kasdan (laughs) Mm -hmm. writing about han solo i think a lot of the vision was already on the page um so to me that's a little bit of a different story and i think I, i think that um there have been lots of examples where creators who have a strong voice and a strong vision have found a way that works for them to play in this shared universe. I think Ryan Johnson has a, a, a strong vision and you can make direct mm. connections between the last Jedi and every other film that Ryan Johnson has made. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think John Favreau is a, a, a powerful <laughs> personality and creator and he has yeah. found a way to play in the shared universe. And we're only going to get more examples of that. And, I think Taiko Waititi has demonstrated that he is somebody who can have his vision and still play in a shared universe. Um, people have walked away from the MCU because they don't have as much freedom as they want. Taiko Waititi has found a way to play in it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, Taiko Waititi is in this position where he can have both uh, extremes of, of the creative dream. He can play mm-hmm. in a, a shared universe with some guardrails, and then if he's a little bummed out by that, maybe he'll just go write another indie film and win another Oscar. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he's in this position. I look yeah. at that with creators of what what is their career and what are they choosing to do based on it? You know, hmm. yeah. he he can play in the shared universe or he can go and have a thriving career as an indie filmmaker. You know, he, mm. he can express himself that way. Um, That's true. Yeah. Mm. Final thought for me is just really, really agreeing uh, with what, Jennifer, you were saying about the where is his story and who is it dealing with? Um, because I... I think when I think of his style, there's the deep emotional realism. There's the kind of having fun with fantastic worlds. But mm-hmm. the Taika thing, Ken, that maybe sometimes you wrestle with, I think is that his a ton of his comedy is contrasting the epic with the mundane, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the he's not the only auteur involved in what we do in the shadows, but a ton of that is these are epic vampires and they're having roommate bickering, you know, <laughs> yeah. in... in Thor, it's like, this is about colonialism, and this is about being betrayed by your parent figures, and this is about gods battling one another, and then the comedy comes from, like, Korg saying piss off ghost, and, like, this really real-world mundane thing, in contrast to the epicness. Even in his his one Star Wars so far, the humor comes from the biker scouts kind of shooting the breeze like they're just day workers on a job, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's the biggest question is, exactly what you said jennifer is like is this a story about scoundrels is this a story about you know a quinlan voss like jedi who goes their own way like mm-hmm. what era what story what characters can he still do that epic versus the mundane humor in a way that doesn't feel like we're undercutting or making fun of star wars that's the challenge yes yes yeah. no no you're absolutely right. and, and i've as I said before i'll say again for anyone relatively new to the show like some of the examples you're, you're showing, uh, some of my favorite things out there, right? What we do in the shadows and, and uh, um, about halfway through our flag means death, and which is wonderful and all the stuff. Yeah. And, and and then you highlight something that, I don't know, maybe you and I uh, haven't talked about too much in there, but that wasn't like my favorite scene. <laughs> and it, it made me go yeah a couple of times. And so like that, that's why I have a little bit of trepidation, but I'm excited because I think you're right. I think he's, it's not just about being a team player. That's a, that's a general statement, but, but your, his ability to work well and, and create uh, uh, what does do what he wants to do, but also uh, 
just kind of bring the job home in a right, in a right, in a good way, in a right, in the right way. Um, it's something I'm definitely excited to have in star Wars, uh, and, and to see, to be clear, but yeah, I think you're right. Maybe that's some incident as to why I still go, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's a quote. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I think I've said before. I think the uh, the that opening scene of his episode of Mandalorian, like one of the best uh, stormtroopers aren't great shots uh, jokes, just executed uh, well. One of the best stormtroopers are bad shots jokes, but also like I'm good with those. <laughs> yeah, we've right. had several decades of those. I don't. I don't need any more myself personally as a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that that. Yeah. If you ever the specific, I did not like when they heard Moff Gideon killing people or something. I did. I was like, that's not happening. It's not happening right now. <laughs> that's a beat. That's a comedy beat that I don't think's happening back at the base, but or back at the uh, the bar. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> that is just me. So uh, yeah, and and. Um, to, to bring it all home here, yeah, this is just like I said, a temperature check. It changes. It, w- it will change again once we get an announcement. And it's Taika Waititi presents um, a young girl who has, uh, hangs around with uh, the visions of, of Palpatine or something like that. And it's got a warm heart and a weird concept. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we'll recheck uh, what we feel about it here. But uh, we'll talk about uh, in the second half of the show about that December 20th through 2023 release date. A lot of numbers in that sentence, Ken. Uh, before we uh, take a quick break, we're going to do a Force Center recommends. Uh, you know, Joseph, I changed it last minute and I realized that's probably not on your uh, your sheet. So <laughs> recommend what you want. Oh, how about we do two recommendations? There you uh, go. I want to recommend Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray because I think it is a great book. And if people have their minds on little Leia, uh, man, does the Obi-Wan Kenobi show so far line up with uh, the younger princess that we're meeting in that book. So that's my recommendation. What is yours, Ken? Mine was Brotherhood by Mike Chen to go back to that, uh, just because uh, I really love the the building blocks of uh, the Brotherhood there that's going to come into play and is in play right now in the Kenobi series. So there you go. Leia, Princess of Alderaan, Brotherhood by Mike Chen. Uh, two books that you can get, you can choose, or you can get both, but download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. All right, quick break. Other side, some more news here on Force. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Force Center, the big show, the superstar destroyer of our news fleet. I'll be, I'm, I'm slightly a little bit more exhausted today because I haven't had solid food for like two days. Oh. I, I'm prepping for, uh, I'm getting ahead of my prep for a, a colonoscopy on, on Wednesday. Everyone get checked. It's vitally important. Um, important. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I started to get ahead of it and I've just been on like a broth and applesauce and I just, I think I'm hangry and tired. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah. Understandably so. Yeah, you're getting a real early start. Yeah, which is smart. Yeah. Well, I'll t- off air, I'll tell you about the prep email I got too late where I'm like, well, I can't do that. I'm already past the date. Ah, I better catch oh up. Uh, anyways, uh, health insurance and health care is fun in America. <laughs> anyways, different conversation, different <laughs> podcast. All right, let's continue with the news. Uh, hey, with Star-, Star Wars Celebration not enough for you? Don't you worry. You can pack your bags and get ready for D23. The 2022 D23 Expo is September 9th through September 11th, just a couple months away, and uh, we got some uh, presentations announced. And as expected, Lucasfilm front and center. We now know that Saturday, September 10th, will be the day for films and television. But that's also the day I'm seeing a Lady Gaga concert. I think you are too, Joseph. So it's going to be a different day for us. It's a Uh, big day for us, from (laughs) from Star Wars to Gaga. Gaga should be in Star Wars, as we both talked about it. Oh, she belongs in Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) I have an idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yell f- uh, from my seat to the stage. I got a Star Wars pitch for you. Um, <laughs> she won't hear me. And uh, Lucasfilm is part of that lineup at the 10 a.m. presentation, which promises exclusive footage and information on what else is in the works. Ooh, question mark. What do we think about this Star Wars movie news? Was very much not part of Star Wars Celebration news. So is this the spot for it, Jennifer? Are we getting the announcement that yes, Taika Waititi's been told to go finish a movie in a month, and it's yeah. coming December 2023. 20, 
What do you think? Yeah, that would be a real surprise. I think that this is the place, if we're going to get it, that we would get some, just one piece of information on a Star Wars movie. I mm. think that Marvel is going to dominate the conversation. I mean, we just had yeah. a celebration, right? You know, mm-hmm. but I, and this would have been a perfect place for them to, you know, talk about Patty Jenkins movie, which is obviously not happening. Yeah. And I looked, I was like, okay, what else is in the works? I could not find anything. So if they are going to announce something that we don't, it's going to be a big surprise, I think. Mm. Uh, Do you think that they could possibly be in pre-production on something right now? I don't know. Um, They could just be showing concept art, which I'll I'll take it. Whatever they want to give us, I'll I'll eat it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Along with the convention floor hot dog uh, down there in Anaheim. (laughs) Uh, yeah, agree with everything you say there, Jennifer. Yeah, we don't know. Is this the time where they go, guess what? All those rumors were true. We have had three movies secretly made. All right, here they are. From oh, yeah. uh, the case. Joseph, what do you think about this uh, panel on September 10th? Yeah, I, th- I think I was reading that this one is a shared panel between Marvel and Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. um, which is fascinating because Marvel in general has a lot more projects announced. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, and, and, and they're just putting out more, right? Uh, especially on like Disney Plus. Uh, so I think that'll be an interesting balance if there's any desire for Lucasfilm to keep up with Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> or if there'll be more, it's a 60 40 thing. Um, in terms of movies, I really think that there's a possibility of a title and a new date for Taika's movie. Like mm-hmm. if yeah. they wanted mm-hmm. to get ahead of the, it's not happening in December 2023, but mark your calendars for June 2024. I mean, I know. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of these calendars are released with a lot of Disney movies. So there is a real question of like, well, where would a big movie like that land? But they shuffle things all the time um, yeah. in this day and age. So I think that's a slim possibility, a title and a new date or even just a new date. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they were in the business of just hinting and wanted to say something about the movies, uh, Kathleen Kennedy in that uh, Vanity Fair article uh, mentioned that there's kind of a spine to what they're looking at for the film slate. And I think there's a big question of, is that an era? Is that a new uh, family? Is that a new, you know, little quadrant of the galaxy that's having their own little conflict? Whatever that might be. I don't think it's likely, but that's another thing that they could say, like, here's what the movies will be dealing with, right? If Mm -hmm. the movies are going to be all set in the old Republic. I don't think they are, but (laughs) that, if they have something as simple and and exciting to say as that, and then the movies Mm -hmm. will be heading to the old Republic. But, you know, uh, my actual uh, thought on the films is um, there have been a lot of 3D re-releases announced and coming up with like Jaws 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And like it's that if Star Wars is not going to be back in the movie theaters for a while and with the goodwill tour toward the prequels, is there any possibility of like, and we're going back to that 3D project that George started, but with <laughs> hey, new 3D yeah. and, you know, hey, everybody's saying that there's a big appetite for the prequels. All right, let's re-release them in 3D in the theaters. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. George would come out with it. Yeah, he could announce it. Uh, yeah. you, oh, you, oh, you think George would be there? This is a wild I prediction mean. from Jen. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's bold. Yeah, you know, no. but that would that would be quite make quite an impact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Uh, yeah, look at that. And again, going back to Star Wars Celebration, there was um, you can't deny it, there was no uh, just a fact. There was no movie news, and no, it just didn't have the energy of 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 the movies, new movies being talked about there at all. Right? No. No, look forward, and and I I I, I kind of took that as intentional. Kind of took that as, hey, D twenty three is around the corner. Let's you got Comic Con too. I they're not planning oh, yeah. anything there. Um, 
So D23 just makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but mm-hmm. I really like the idea. This is, I guess you could count it as a bit of a wild prediction or hope that you, you put out there, Joseph, of just like, hey, cool, yeah. I, we talked about this. Here's what we're looking at, right? Not necessarily projects, but names, titles, whatever, but just like, here's where we're going. Here's the direction we're going. This is that presentation. It's a clue to what is in the works as, as part of this description. And then, hey, by the way, here's a scene from Andor or something like that. That mm-hmm. makes that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, or maybe, you know, just a kind of confirmation of um, times as well. And I'm for one, too. I got to say this December 2023 thing. Uh, there's no, there's no problem. There's no shame. There's no, Ooh, something's going on there. If they just say, Hey, that's not working for us anymore. Yep. Um, by the way, the world's been a little tough the last two, three years. <laughs> things are a little different. Making things has become a little different. Uh, and then we ourselves wanted to go, hold on, let's see where we're going here. And, and I, I wouldn't mind even that being said in some sort of happy D 23 way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? no. Uh, yeah, I'm with that. I mean, I think, you know, as as a fan of the movies, I'm eager to have that theatrical experience again. I'm eager yeah. to go to a movie theater and see a new Star Wars and see what the new Star Wars in the theater is going to be in contrast to Disney+. Plus. I'm super eager for that, but I more want to be patient and wait until uh, it is, you know, they feel really confident about it and that it has plenty mm-hmm. of room uh, for the, the hype machine to build up it's worth the wait to me yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um but we so we always do try to find hope around here first we always look to hope joseph you kind of even touched upon it um in, in the other news story but what if they don't announce movie news at all <laughs> at all Just, here's andor uh disney nature's bears 2 is coming out the documentary everything and then there's nothing and then hey indy 5 maybe we get a little more from indy 5 let's this is lucasfilm after all um mm. here's another scene from willow or something like that which are all i love that willow trailer i'm excited for that and there's just nothing it's just nothing what is our honest reaction as fans podcaster second fans first <laughs> jennifer <laughs> what do you think I'm, I mean, I'll be disappointed, but it it's basically like birthdays, right? So mm, mm. we just had our big birthday party with Star Wars Celebration. We got a ton of presents in the news of all these shows and clips and whatnot. Mm. So now we're going to someone else's birthday party. And, you know, we, we're going to get some a favor for participating. Uh, but really, it's like Marvel and Disney's birthday that we're attending. We're the cousins. So as Star Wars fans, I'm bracing myself. We're, we're probably not going to get much, to be honest, because it was just our birthday. We got a ton of good stuff. And as you know, the parents are going to be like, what do, you, what do you want from us? We gave you all this good stuff. Be happy. Here, here's your party favor on the way out. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy takes a stage and goes, be happy. I'm out of here. <laughs> you got gifts already. What what do you, what do you want? It's your sibling's birthday, so you get one present. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I really like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think for me, like I was saying, apologies uh, if if I jumped the gun on your question, Ken. But yeah, no, I'm no. so I'm so eager, but I would rather uh, have patience, and I would rather I don't want them to rush to announce things. I wonder sometimes, you know, with Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy leads Lucasfilm, but Lucasfilm is part of Disney, and if some of the if maybe like announcing the Patty Jenkins film was was that too early, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and. I don't want them to announce anything until everyone on the team is super, super firm on it. 
Um, yeah. And it's not just another Star Wars movie. It's not just like, when is the next one coming out? It's not Marvel. It's the reinvention of Star mm-hmm. Wars on the big screen. Yeah. And I, I would love to be able as fans to take a break from the, the nostalgia debate and have whatever they present feel like star wars for sure you know follow those um those thematic guardrails obviously and make you feel excited to see star wars again but have it be something that's truly fresh so we we can move away from the nostalgia debate and just get excited about the return of star wars on the big screen that's what i want and Mm. i want it to take as long as it needs to you know ultimately because that's going to give me the best fan experience in the end yeah, no, that's that's a uh, great answers from both of you there. No, you didn't jump the gun. It's so intertwined these two stories this week. Um, uh, I mean, you listen to Taika Waititi quote and then realize D twenty three is around the corner. It, you know, he's he's got to be like, and I've got to finish the script in six weeks because we're going <laughs> to announce yeah. it. No, um, and look, um, as I as I touched upon during the the, the lead up to Kenobi when with with what's his name Stuart Beatty, like I mean, uh, you know, uh, he was he he. Told a friend, I'll be at D23 to announce the Kenobi movie. It never happened. You know, things change. Things change, and I'm okay with it. I think my honest reaction as a fan is I'm antsy because of what you're talking about, Joseph. This is like me being real honest. Like, I'm nervous about the new film simply because it's going to put me in a, in a, in a spot that isn't comfortable as, as a fan. Uh, I always say, oh, you guys he, listen to lo- the show long enough, you hear me go, oh, I love the 19 years between episode three and episode four. I really do. That's why I love Andor, I love Kenobi. Uh, you know, want to spend more time there. G- give me the rise of Chirper during that era. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> but I know, I, you know, The Light of the Jedi was the first book that comes out of the High Republic era. And I remember starting to read that going, oh, I don't know. I just don't know. And then I was like, oh, blown away. So I'm antsy to know where my next challenge comes as a Star Wars fan, <laughs> uh, where I'm going to be forced to look at things a little differently. Even to hear my, you know, that little, little shadow of trepidation with Taika Waititi is just me going, oh, it's not going to be Luke and Leia and Han. It's not going to be Ray, Finn and Poe. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And that's kind of exciting and fun, but also makes me nervous. So I just kind of want to get that. But also to what you're saying, Jen, is it, it, the last five, six years, the Star Wars discussions are based around a lot of the news cycle stuff. And we just come to expect announcements and, and we think we've unlocked the keys, right? We just know like it's a playbook. Oh, D23, they'll do this. Investor day, they'll do this. Disney plus mm-hmm. they do this. And they don't always have to. It's just something, the ways they've done things before. Um, and some of that stuff didn't work again, looking to that uh, rogue squadron video, which again, not saying the movie's done, but we all got hyped. I loved it. I was moved by it. It tears mm-hmm. in my eyes. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Well, I guess that was fun. We'll see if that ever, if I ever, you know, <laughs> that ever happens, which is okay. Again, I, I would, I would, I, I go, I, I go to Iger going, yeah, it was me. I pushed, the, I wanted Solo in May. I did that. I, I'll mm-hmm. fall on that sword. And who in Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, otherwise was going, no, 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 December, December, give us time. You know, I, I would be very curious to see. They're not going to announce it at D23. Uh, so I told Bob Chapek, no. Um, there's a lot of play, and we just come to expect news. Um, and the news we want, not the news that they're prepared to get. So keep an open mind. And maybe it's just Disney Nature's Bears, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I Jennifer, I love your analogy about uh, we just had a birthday. <laughs> we just had a birthday. But I also think that they're, they have a very, very full amount of things to release on the Disney Plus side that, yes. mm-hmm. that still ma- makes sense. I think there's a possibility of no Star Wars news absolutely making a big deal out of indie because that is Lucasfilm. And I do want mm-hmm. Lucasfilm to do other things that aren't just Star Wars. Oh, uh, yes, yes. But looking at the timing and on the Disney Plus side, uh, 
this is ripe for a the next and or final and or trailer, right? That could really show us a different uh, angle of the show because it's so close to the premiere. Um, mm. I think I don't want to forget the benefit that we got to see Mandalorian season three in Ahsoka, but that's would blow the doors off the place to just have a public mm. season mm-hmm. three Mandalorian trailer and a public Ahsoka trailer. That's mm. huge, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. And then if it's just like just images or just new information, we're, we're set to get more information on Acolyte and or skeleton crew. And they can also potentially get big waves out of just announcing another Disney plus show for 2024 or beyond because yeah. Marvel is going to be announcing thing after thing. And, if their current plan is to keep putting out shows on Disney Plus, we're kind of due soon for a, a far off. You just know the title, um, twenty twenty four beyond Disney Plus show announcement. Yeah, yeah. I also like that pitch. Marvel thing after thing. That's what we do. <laughs> well, they have rights to the character, the thing now, so they can do yes. thing after thing about the thing. Oh uh, there we go. So Jen, uh, Joseph and I uh, uh, will be uh, separately, by the way, uh, we both independently uh, uh, with our partners are going to Lady Gaga. So uh, we just it's a fun day. Are you going to Lady Gaga or, or, or D23? You choose, no, I have no plans to go to D23 as of now. I'd love to go. Um, I remember when I worked at Disneyland, it was just like the a collecting convention. If yes. I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, which is just crazy to think here we are. Yeah, I, I don't have any. I don't have any plans. I will be watching the screen. Hopefully, they'll they'll uh, live stream it. That would be really mm, yeah. great. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know what? The, now that Joseph, you just made me think about all these things that we just got. Right? Like we got all these toys. Now the parents are telling us to play with them. Like <laughs> here, we're gonna we're gonna play with these with all these announcements that you got. So we're gonna show you a little bit more of how these toys work. Uh, it, it really is like we just gave you this action figure now we're giving you you know the tiger this figure ride <laughs> Whatever. Right. piece by piece yeah we're building our collection exactly. uh, i could also tell the wonderful perspective jen is bringing to our star wars conversation <laughs> just play with your toys i got you just play with your toys you know those are mom's think- toys do not <laughs> touch daughter- mom's gen <laughs> i know jen my, mom, my uh, daughter's <laughs> birthday is, is this week and so I've been navigating that and we've been having like all these different kind of celebrations. And I'm like, okay, well, you're getting this toy today and then you're going to get another one maybe, you know, and then my two-year-old's like, where are my toys? Uh, <laughs> like your birthday's in August. <laughs> so that's where my uh, mind is. I, do, I do, do recall a few years in my uh, early, early youth where, uh, yes, I got a, a, a gift on my sister's birthday and vice versa. Uh, I, yeah. Now I see. Now I see. Sorry, yeah. sorry mom. Sorry, dad. Just a it little was, something. There we go. It's a nice tradition for siblings. Yeah. Right. A little something. There we Marvel go. Um, film, the siblings. <laughs> as we wrap up discussion on this one here, uh, any wild predictions? Any just let's go crazy? Does Lady Gaga come out and say I'm in Star Wars <laughs> and I've got to get to Dodger Stadium fast? What do we think, Joseph? Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I absolutely want, uh, yeah, Gaga is, uh, traveling the galaxy, uh, with the Lulilo Primark. It's mm-hmm. a Disney plus show. There we go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Jen, any wild predictions? I want Taika Waititi to be like, surprise, I fooled you all. And he drops this like <laughs> cape and he comes out and unveils this wonderful project that they've been secretly working on in pre-production. I have yeah. no idea. Mm. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, my wild prediction is uh, yes. Guess what? We did do Old Republic. We got three movies oh. coming out. Uh, get ready, get ready. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. At this point, I'll take anything. And Jen, your point too. I've been to one D twenty three twenty fifteen, and I remember going, man, wow. just a whole lot of collector pins here. This is all this is, <laughs> right? This yeah. is all this is. Yes. The Look wildest thing that I can actually think of that, that's not Gaga related is if there is any any uh, post sequel content in the work. I'm thinking about that amazing, yeah. you know, Ewan McGregor coming out, you know, at an event is mm-hmm. the is the butt is the mic drop at the end, right? Yeah, and like I don't think it's happening, but if yeah, if they're doing a Ray builds the Jedi series on Disney Plus, and you know, we got one more thing, and Daisy Ridley comes out, that would be like the That'd wildest right. thing. Oh, that's good. That would be great. I would love that. And I would love that to be a complete surprise if it happens. All right. That's a large look at Star Wars news. There's, as always, a lot of other things out there. Some we're just trying to avoid. A lot of the news this past week has been, hey, I'm a writer, and here's what I thought about the thing I wrote in Star Wars. And uh, we'll get to that when the show, Kenobi, is all done. Uh, interesting, fun uh, little article with the Hollywood Reporter of Hayden Christensen and his thoughts of the series so far. Uh, some stuff about George and the prequels. Check that out there. But that's the news we want to discuss today. Before we get out of here we want to talk about this week in star wars history looking ahead to star wars past on june 15th 1976 speaking of news variety magazine dropped the hot scoop that hammer horror film mainstay peter cushing will be joining actor strongman and street crossing psa icon david prouse <laughs> in the upcoming george lucas space fantasy project they revealed the name grand moff tarkin and that prouse would be playing a quote huge last villain it's fun to look back at the news uh before the world knew i really love that i love that just going i don't know we'll see he's got a mask i don't know but how key are these two to uh, a new hope uh as villains uh, and, and and to the star wars template of the imperials the bad guy the sith all those kind of things and what are some of our favorite little small defining moments with them in a new hope jennifer start with you tarkin vader cushing prowse what do you think Oh my gosh. Can I can't imagine Star Wars without these two. Uh Peter Cushing, you know, from what was so surprising for me as a child watching him was how terrifying I thought him to be and just how <laughs> cruel he was to Princess Leia. That was really surprising for me. I was like, oh my gosh, he because he seems so civilized and you know, mm-hmm. but he is an awful, awful man. Um, that was that was wonderful and uh, he made a lasting impression on me. And of course, David. Prowse. I mean, mm. his performance, his physical performance um, is just it, so menacing. I mean, it's it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And these mm. two, their lasting presence continues today, right? I mean, I compare the new Vaders with David Prowse's performance, and I think yeah. that they're doing a fantastic job, uh, the, two, the two men in uh, Kenobi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree with that there. Great stuff. Do you have little any small favorite moments of them that you like? Oh, small favorite moments. I think uh, specifically from A New Hope, just seeing <laughs> David Prowse's Vader, you know, walking with his cape mm-hmm. billowing behind him. Uh, such a striking image. And for 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 me as a child, that like, capes meant heroes. Mm. And to see this this villain wearing this flowing black cape 
it was again also something so terrifying mm. and peter cushing his face is so like sharp and angular i went once yeah. went to um bad robot and they have inside in their lobby they have like a bust of peter cushing as as tarkin there mm, mm. and it's it's just amazing to see his face it is it looks so lifelike and it's just so angular and sharp he's just so yeah. perfect to play that character i can't imagine anyone else in that role indeed mm. indeed uh joseph your thoughts on these two and any little moments you like yeah i i, I love imagining people not knowing and, and probably being like yeah fantasy probably, what's a grand moff tarkin what is that mm. some sort of yeah. is that a breakfast food he's playing what the hell is you know yeah. um that's always fun to to think about uh, that level of not knowing the cultural impact these characters would make i, I think that first film your question ken about their importance is that mm. they are these two different depictions of evil both of which are mm. are important in star wars vader is like he's all the fantasy in the the opera right the yeah. terrifying otherly otherworldly villain in a mask in a cape who you know i think captured people's imagination because he somehow looked exciting and fresh and you've never seen anything quite like vader and yet he kind of feels like he sauntered out of the brothers Grimm, <laughs> you know he's just like this new vision of an ancient figure but it's all you know we don't get his full story in a new hope at all uh but even once we do it, it still all lines up that he is the fantasy he is the operatic the tragic you know mm. and in contrast tarkin is just such a recognizable human evil right, right. yeah the the rigid a uh, gentleman monster who speaks nicely but is so cruel like jennifer is saying an authoritarian you know and violence and domination is just this swift easy answer to everything there there's such you know poles of what you know violence and domination can look like that i think that's why they're so important to a new hope and then to see them kind of have this sort of banter and back and forth mm -hmm. and a relationship that's fun to pull apart um I was thinking about like individual moments and what I ended up doing this morning is watching the scene in a new hope together where Vader tells Tarkin that Obi-Wan is there. It's mm. always a scene that's fascinated me, but it's become even more fascinating in the middle of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, I've mm. always loved Tarkin's line in particular. The Jedi are extinct. Their fire has gone out of the universe. You, my friend are all that's left of their religion. It's just such great, tip of the iceberg storytelling and in that yeah. crisp uh, British militarized voice uh, invaders yeah. line at the end escape is not his plan. I must face him alone. Like again, you don't know why mm. you assume like uh, that that mm. is part of Vader's ethos. <laughs> yeah. uh, or, or that just the an assignment that Vader's given himself. It's just like that, that those scenes are so intriguing because you emotionally get what's going on, but you don't mm. know all the answers. So you're invited to wonder and I love that about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, you invited to wonder about what other horrible things Tarkin has done. Yes. yes, yes <laughs> exactly. Indeed. Yeah. As far as me, as far as like the, the template side of it, of, of what they've helped establish for, for me uh, with Tarkin, it's uh, what Cushing brought. Yes. With that angular face you're, you're talking about, Jen, just the, the icy cold stillness of, of what I would later say, you know, evil and all these kind of big thematic things and important things to learn. But as a kid, it was just like, all this stuff was going on around him and he never, he never lost his composure, but I don't mean that in like a, uh, good job you talking. I mean, just like, it's always stood out to me that it's just calculating. It's cold. It's chilly. It's the, it's what I would come to associate with the empire. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's a dark Sith Lord behind it all. And Vader's got his rage issues and all those kind of things. But just just him sitting there just kind of like, you know, you're you're far too trusty. You're far, all that kind of just like fun quotes that me and my friends would share back and forth all comes from Peter Cushing just kind of playing it as uh, the calm face of evil. Uh, and, and that is something that carries on uh, throughout, I think, all of Star Wars there. And, and, and Vader, you talk about him walking through the hallway. I, I had the same thought, Jen, of, of even when you first see him and hands on hip, cape billowing out behind him and how we look in 2022 and compare it to that. And yeah. compare any uh, new person or any animated version of Vader, we compare it to that. And David Prowse did bring that to the character. And even though he might've been famously dubbed over and famously uh, upset about that. And, you know, um, uh, he absolutely just, the, the physicality he brought is, is, is so key. And I think that's my little favorite moment with him is his, is him just kind of not even the first hallway entrance there in New Hope, but just him kind of walking around the, the corridor afterwards, the way he, he stumbled, you know, he's, he's not stumbling, but he's just, uh, you know, stomping around and mm-hmm. upright, straight, the cape, all that stuff uh, saves me. And then Tarkin, his final moment, I, I, I think that's just, mm. you talk about overconfidence, talk about the, the state of the empire and why they could be toppled because they just didn't think they could. And uh, evacuate on our moment of triumph. Love that. Love that moment. And uh, Cushing played it perfectly. So there you go. Tarkin and Vader, where would Star Wars be without them? Looking back to the news on June 15th, 1976. We're out of here today, my friends. Uh, We've got a full week of uh, stuff coming your way. A little switch in the Kenobi coverage. I will cop to that and admit to that. When I scheduled an appointment weeks ago, I forgot to look at the Kenobi schedule. (laughs) So uh, Joseph and I will be going in deep on Kenobi a little bit later, probably uh, midday Thursday. Uh, Always on the move. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I've now I've, I've learned my lesson. I now mark when shows are coming out on calendars because uh, they're part of the workload. They're part of the workload and Holy moly, August, August. Uh, I can't, man. And or Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones or house of dragon, all the same, like weekend type of situation. That's going to be a fun, but interesting part of all of our lives there. Um, Wow. Well, it's a good time to be a nerd. Anyway, so I just want to update you all on that. All shows uh, will be out, just uh, maybe a slightly different schedule this week, thanks to me. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We are on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're available on Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast as well, and many other spots. Just search or find us. If you can review us uh, and you want to give us a, a nice review or a rating uh, on one of those spots, please do. On Spotify, we'd love to get up to uh, 300 reviews. We're up to almost 1,000 on Apple Podcasts. That helps the show grow. It really, truly does. Uh, merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash or center. Uh, you can follow me at Cadnapsock. Go to my website, Cadnapsock.com. As always, we like to highlight things and areas of uh, concern that uh, uh, is on our minds, and maybe they could be on yours. Jennifer, you've been mentioning this one here too, but I, I wanted to go back to it as well. The Amidala Initiative for Equality Texas is still going. They're accepting donations uh, as they get towards their goal. This is uh, put together by a lot of wonderful people in the Star Wars uh, discussion community. Uh, so go ahead and check that out on Go fund me. Just search for the Amidala Initiative for Equality Texas. Uh, Jennifer, uh, where can they find you? 
Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Jennifer Landa and TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138 for a very thoughtful and riveting discussion. Um, I have a new video coming out soon about the aliens in Kenobi because you know I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have any organizations to share this week, but I will uh, agree with Ken. The Amadella Initiative is, is fantastic. And they're also on Twitter at Amadala Helps. Perfect. Thank you so much for adding that Twitter handle. Joseph, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on all the social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Look for uh, more action figure sharing coming on all social media. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for lots of other adventures. Uh, I want to continue to promote Vote Forward. Uh, There's a lot going on right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And if you want to have your voice heard, uh, it is important to vote. And I think encourage others to use their power. Uh, Vote Forward is an organization where you can send letters to voters encouraging them to use their power. If you're interested, you can go to their website at uh, votefwd.org. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. As we always say, do it uh, for Padme. Vote and support Amidala <laughs> Initiative, truly, uh, in our hearts today. So there you go, my friends. That is it. So for Taika Waititi and his ever-debated style in Star Wars, uh, we will see you next time here on Force. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.